friends, Uncle Marv here with another episode of the IT Business Podcast, the show where we try to help IT professionals run their business better, smarter, and faster. Today we have a continuing segment. The 2023 ConnectWise Pitchet program is underway, and I have my good friend, the man of summer, ConnectWise's Sean Lardo in the house. Sean, how are you? I'm fantastic, Marv. I'm glad that we got that figured out what what, what my call sign is, and um, I'm, just, I'm just enjoying summer. Your call sign. This ain't <laughs> this ain't Top Gun. <laughs> I'm gonna get my. Well, I could be a trucker. They have call signs also. I'll go get my trucker cap on right yeah, now. This he is the rubber duck, and I'm about to put exactly. the hammer down. <laughs> exactly. Thank you for bringing out the rubber duck. Exactly. Okay. Oh boy. Anyway. So, sorry, I was reminiscing. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm good. I am good. Uh, I was not reminiscing, but I am looking well, forward, and I am looking forward to specifically meeting you in Orlando for IT Nation. And the way that we get there is to finish up all of the things that you are doing right now with the March to Orlando with all of these emerging vendors. We're almost through the 26 vendors, but... Just in case somebody is listening to this particular podcast for this particular vendor, why don't you explain to the listeners what pitch it is? Sure. I love the segue. That was a good play on that. So we are, so pitch it, pitch it is a, is a Shark Tank competition. It's sponsored by ConnectWise, right? For the last five years running. And the, the it's simple. We're looking for the best innovators that are startup companies, right? And they And by best, we mean, they have to have the ability to be blend into our ecosystem, but also, but most importantly, be able to support the mission of the MSP, right? That is extremely important. Now, as I mentioned, it's competition. So competition, 26 vendors are in right now competing. They will compete at the end of August in the preliminaries to be to try to become one of three finalists. These three finalists that will, will be on the March to Orlando to pitch live at IT Nation Connect on November 8th. Uh, they're looking to try to win first place, 70,000, second place, 30,000, third place, Jelly of the Month Club. Wait, wait, wait. You're changing it? Well, it doesn't really matter. It's a fictitious prize. So it could be whatever I want it to be. Oh, no. I have already been over to the dollar store checking out steak knives. <laughs> what well, are you talking about? Let, let, me, let me back that up. Steak knives, which we were picking up. <laughs> okay. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> so this is going to be a good thing now. I have heard through the grapevine that you already have some selection dates in mind. Selection dates the for ba- what? The Battle Royale. Oh, yes, we do. Oh, my apologies. Yes. <laughs> Not only just dates. I was like, wait a minute. Where did I, what did I miss here? Um, yes, we do. Last week, we did a live stream, Matt Solomon and myself. Channel program has, has been gracious enough last year and this year to host us for the virtual pitch off. Because there's so many vendors, we, we had to do three days of this. So it's not because there's no way we're doing 26 pitches in one day. People would die. Their eyes would be bleeding. And so we did agree not only on the dates themselves, but we also have agreed on who will be pitching days one, two, and three. Uh, We will be doing these on the 24th of August, the 29th, and the 31st of August. Goal for us is to get all that taken care of. And by the following week, the two weeks at max, we'll be announcing the finalists. All right. And we'll have all of those references in the show notes, folks, so you don't have to, like, scramble to the side of the road to write those down. So while we're talking, I'm sure they are. 
Uh, let's go ahead and continue on and introduce f- for us today's vendor. Absolutely. So I want to note this right off the bat. This is the artist formerly known as MPS <laughs> Toolbox. Oh, you're glad we didn't go with a symbol, right? Right. <laughs> Can I bring on, it's already on listening and laughing, Norm McConkie from B2B Toolbox. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Marvin. Great to be here today. All right. Absolutely. Did Norman. you bring your instruments so we can watch you play a song since you're the par- artist formerly known as? Yeah, well, I just want to go with the call sign that you were doing. Can we be like call sign tool? <laughs> I, 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 like Rolling Thunder Toolbox or something? Can I have that? Uh, no fun. If it's already taken. Awesome. That's awesome. Oh, my goodness. I'll have, to, uh, I'll have to submit that for approval. So we'll see how that goes. Yes. All right. Well, Sean, that is your cue to uh, move along. And let me have a few minutes with Norman. All right. Good luck, Norm. Thank you. All right, Norman, hello, and welcome to the show. And so first of all, B2B Toolbox, formerly known as MPS Toolbox. So let me first get this question out of the way. What happened? Why would you change the name? Sure. Well, MPS Toolbox is Managed Print Services Toolbox, and that's sort of the the market with which we came from. Uh, We're an e-commerce vendor, so we enable all B2B dealers, whether you sell technology or some focus within that technology business, which might be print. Uh, what we started to find was even those vendors that would go and visit their customers and, 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 and specifically service the print industry, they've now expanded into managed IT and technology products. That sort of brought us into the ConnectWise universe. And we started to realize that MPS as a company, as a direction, was a bit limited. It didn't really reflect all of the things that we were doing. So the name change for B2B Toolbox seemed to be uh, essential along with our our movement more into the space. Okay. And let's dive a little bit more into specifically what does B2B Toolbox do? Sure. Well, we enable, uh, let's say, ConnectWise uh, resellers the ability to open up a storefront and every single product that they sell that they have access to let's say that they would they would buy from their distributors the likes of of Ingram or Tech Data Cynics or others uh, they can now put those products online and have their customers go online search see click buy those products without having to interact with a customer so it really in terms of how customers like to interact today everybody wants to do business online i don't want to have to ask somebody call somebody email if i want to source a new product if i have a new a new uh, employee starting if uh, a laptop broke or any new monitor, uh, I shouldn't have to go in and ask somebody every time that I want to. Amazon, CDW, the likes of those sort of companies have changed that mentality. It's difficult for, uh, let's say, ConnectWise dealers to build all of that infrastructure themselves. So ours is a turnkey solution that enables them to, uh, you know, to, uh, to move forward and have a very compelling uh, e-commerce offering. Okay. So now are you just talking about products that we would normally sell through our regular channel or is this any product that a company would offer? So it can be any product that you offer. It certainly involves every IT technology product, let's say software or hardware that you can buy from your regular distributors. But if you're a a managed IT services provider and let's say you have help desk SKUs or your own custom service SKUs for software, uh, you can also you can also effectively build those out as SKUs and products and allow customers to to uh, purchase those from your website as well. 
Now, for instance, let's just say me as an example, and I know we're going way off script here, but if I'm putting together HP servers and stuff, does this allow my customers to go on my site and build that server inside of the platform? So I guess I would say, is that really what you'd want to do? I think what what you'd probably do is you would build a standard configuration of an HP server, and then you would push that out to a customer. You could push that out to any one of the customers that you felt that was, uh, once you'd built that, you can then make that a, a, a quote where the customer can go online. You can send them an email and say, I just configured this for you. They can go online, look at it, and add that to their cart. They could then either, with our system, check out with either by paying via credit card, or if you like the customer and you want to give them terms, you can allow them to purchase via purchase order. Okay, that sounds much better. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't. So, so that, that's a good point. You wouldn't want, like, for those technology things, you don't want them to get lost in the, you know, in the wilderness of all the different things because they're not going to really understand how to configure it. Right. But at the same time, you're not going to, if it's an effort for that customer every time they want to do the more mundane things, and this is what we see all the time, you can have a customer that says, I just need a laptop. And they're playing phone tag, they're playing email tag with the, you know, with, with the technology rep. Uh, all they really want, they kind of know what they want. They want your blessing to be able to do it. And, and oftentimes, a ConnectWise customer is going to say, you know what, just go to CDW, buy this product, it's all okay. And in the back of their mind, they're thinking, I don't really make much money on hardware. And it's kind of a pain to configure it and everything. So just go over there. Our point would be, why would you do that? Uh, there's a huge amount of revenue that's happening, you know, that, that that's available. McKinsey studies that, you know, suggest there's about 40%, uh, $40 out of every hundred that a customer is spending is going towards IT hardware and some of the packaged good software that they're buying. So you don't want to miss out on that piece of the pie. And you certainly don't want to, you know, open up the door where we all know what Amazon and 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 companies like CDW are like. They're not just going to be happy selling you that one off monitor. They're going to go all in and they're going to try to own the customer eventually too. So you might as well make um, you know all of those products available to the, the customer, make it easy for them to buy those products from you. Well, that's certainly what I want is just to direct their customers to, hey, you want a laptop? Head over to my website, check out the these three options and you know pick which one you like. Now, that sounds good. Now, as I understand it, you guys also, you know, help people with the marketing services as well, you know, along with that. How do you uh, how do you help businesses drive traffic to the site or, so or do you help with that? Great question. I think that goes, you know, hand in hand with, with actually having an e-commerce site. You know, the, part of it is, you know, if you build it, are they going to come if they don't know who you are? Um, you know, you, you are, uh, ConnectWise dealers generally have, a known group of customers, those customers need to understand that they can now go online and buy them. But even using tools like Google or LinkedIn or Facebook or anything else, you want to be able to drive that activity and that lead to your site. Most of the times, you know, they're not going to come just to read that often to say, oh, what are you about? What do you do? They're going to inquire when they have a need. And those needs often, particularly for small businesses, those like, let's say, you know, under a hundred uh, workers, they're going to attach that need to a product specifically that they want to buy. So we can help market to those companies, and you leverage the e-commerce site that you have to say, "Come, hey, if you're looking, if you're shopping for a laptop, let's hit them with the products that they have th- that you have. Let them execute that order right away." And you know, as we always say here, the the best lead is one where a customer actually buys something. The best lead's a sale. So we can help do that. We understand all the ways and, and understanding that 
you know, business to business e-commerce and what a customer is looking for is quite different from just business to consumer stuff where you might be shopping at home for a, for a particular product. So having that expertise, having somebody that understands technology, understands managed IT, understands the type of SKUs and information and the way those people shop online, that's what we bring to the party. All right. So in the in the whole scheme of things, it sounds simple that we're just simply going to add an e-commerce section to our website. But is it really that easy? Are we you know, creating a brand new platform? Are we adding it to our website? Do you need to evaluate our website to see if we're e-commerce worthy? Yeah, that's a great question. So we do an audit. And I think the key word we use around here is benchmarking. You know, how many people are coming to your website and what are the customers doing when they come? How long are they staying? What pages are they visiting? Uh, you know, doing that type of audit, you know, and your social media channels, how are you cultivating or using things like HubSpot to, you know, continuously have conversations and interactions with your customers? So we do an audit then we understand, you know, the, the way that you do business, the types of customers that you have, then we can propose a way to both market and then combine the e-commerce into your marketing efforts. All right. That sounds pretty good. Sounds like something we should all be thinking about because I'm getting tired of sending customers to Amazon when I should be selling them stuff <laughs> from the very well, start. I, I think it's a good point. Like if you go to Amazon, you're going to pay the same price as everybody else. And there's going to be no vetting. Amazon's not going to call you and say, hey, uh, you know, Marvin, you just bought a, a Chromebook. That's really not you know appropriate for the business that you're at. It's not going to have horsepower. We don't think you should buy that. Whereas when we set up a website for a customer, they can exclude the products that they don't want to sell. They can exclude the categories. They can make sure that you know, you're know you already giving customers access to the products that you know that you can support. And I think that from an operational maturity level, that's the type of thing that uh, you know the ConnectWise resellers are looking to do today. It is. It is. Now, your website, and I need to specify this because most people would just go to b2btoolbox.com, but there's a the in front of it. So the b2btoolbox.com. Correct. Okay. Thanks for pointing us to that site. All right. I, I try to be helpful when I can. Sean doesn't prepare me for this. So, <laughs> <laughs> I do that. well, Norman, it was nice to meet you and I wish you luck during this competition. And uh, luckily this is an audio podcast and nobody saw that. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, but, I uh, look forward to seeing you in Orlando and possibly interviewing you as one of the final three. We hope to be one of those final three. Thanks, Marvin, for your time today. All right. Thank you, sir. That's it, folks, for this episode of the IT Business Podcast. We will continue on with our Pitch It series for ConnectWise, The Road to Orlando. We'll be back with another episode soon. And until then, holla.